You heard the lady recording in progress. <laughs> D'Angelo, what does your shirt say? Is that like legs? Is that for crab legs day? Because I know you weren't in the gym because I saw your Instagram. I'm going to the gym. Part <laughs> <laughs> <Hard> time. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to the gym when he finishes here. And Thirty minutes later, oh, it was closed. <laughs> this man posted. Excuse. He posted. I, I look like pancakes and cheese and stuff. I don't know what I was looking at for brunch. <laughs> he was stuffing your face, <laughs> and he My comes in here face. trying to say I was at the gym. <laughs> wow, pretty fucked up, guys. <laughs> so. I'm going to send you guys a video right now, and I want it to be our opening for today. Your natural reaction. If you had not seen this just yet, I just sent it to our group chat and it sparked a follow-up question, which will be our opening topic for today. <laughs> D'Angelo, you saw this? I see you laughing. I almost, I almost posted it on the story this morning. Okay, okay, so- because of sign dating. Look at sign lady. Look at sign lady. Look at it. If you want to skip to like 30, you can. He was telling me something went wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Dang. Oh, okay. VT, look into the screen then since you're having trouble. Uh, uh, I'm going to see if I can find it on YouTube real quick. This YouTube. Your, your iPhone 3 don't let you see it? <laughs> I, have a, I have a 12. Look at it. Look at it. VT, just look. Just go to YouTube. How long? Because when the guy, when you guys talk, it switched. I can't see that. I can't uh, see at the end. Oh, the one that caused that big pile of yeah. like, uh, Tour de France. Yeah, I saw the that. Tour de France. I'm, so my follow-up to that for anyone did not that did not see that video, uh, this sign lady was holding out a sign there on the Tour de France. She was like right on the course, and she was holding this long oh. sign that one of the riders, uh, I guess he crashed into. And I don't know what the hell this sign was made out of because he went flying like he Ooh, fell. His head, his head <laughs> bounced off the concrete like he wasn't wearing that helmet, and he caused it caused the whole pile up. Like everyone behind him, I, it, it was at least 30 riders that I saw there. 30? Yeah, was more than that. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm trying to be generous because I don't know how many people race at a time, but it was it was a lot. And I just wondered, it made me think, have you ever caused a public disturbance like that? Like something that you did where it just caused a, a scene or something. Right now, the one I thought of was when I was in high school, this uh, girl that I dated, um, I don't know, I was like, what, 17, maybe. So, you know, every everything was more dramatic than like, you know, as a teenager, everything's more dramatic than when you think about it after you're like, that was actually kind of funny or not that big a deal. So at the time, it felt dramatic even though i was laughing and it was just this girl i dated whatever at the time things ended like as they do with teenagers and 
I was dating someone else maybe a couple weeks later. I, this was like 10 years ago, so I don't remember the exact timeline, but it wasn't that long after. It, w- it was probably a couple weeks. And so the first girl uh, did not take too kindly to it. And to put it nicely, she had a, let's say, fiery personality. Let's use that word. Let's be nice. And so when she saw me with this other girl in school, in my, I think it was lunch, you two went well, Viti went to Springs. I know Fabi's seen the, the school. Yeah. The like the entrance when uh-huh. you walk in, like when you have l- during lunch, it's like yeah. that outdoor seating area. Okay, well, this is where this was going on. And so the first girl saw me with the second one and just like started to try to fight her. Well, okay. I think it was like an NBA fight where it was a lot of talking and the hold me back and whatnot going on but it was the chirping and the approaching her as if she was going to fight her but there were people there so it got quickly separated but there were a few people involved here like it was her it was the first girl and like one of her friends it was myself the second girl another one of her friends like popped up and i want to say at least 10 people kind of got in there like shoving and separating each other. Jesus. So that was why that was why sign lady made me think about the time that I possibly maybe started a public uh disturbance. And I was just wondering if anyone else in the group had done anything like that. I mean, not me. Not not that I, I maybe I have and I just don't remember but <laughs> I, I don't I, I were ha- there. I don't have it fresh in my mind of when I've done shit, but um I mean I'm pretty sure maybe I've like pushed somebody to escalate shit just so I can have a good laugh. But I don't yeah, but I don't not myself, like I haven't really started a fire or whatever. <laughs> well, Actually, you just reminded me now because someone in this chat did have a very public event, but it wasn't a like a disturbance. It was actually kind of sweet. And I remember seeing it <laughs> trending on Twitter and I was like, what is this? And then I saw more pictures and I was like, yo, I recognize that guy. I recognize like the back of that head. And then I saw the girl in the video. And I was like, oh, snap. That was D'Angelo. <laughs> oh. You remember when he asked uh, his girlfriend to prom or something? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) The whole school. Dude, there were like hundreds of people in this picture, in these pictures I saw. (laughs) Yeah, the principal, because I didn't give him any warning or anything. After it was her, like, I was still waiting for her to come out. And the principal came up to me. She's like, you should have asked for permission to do this. And I was like, what did you do? Oh, I guess cause a disturbance. I'm kind of disturbance. <laughs> but yeah. what was the pub like? How did you? Okay. This is after you graduated. This is for her prom. No, my homecoming. My senior right. homecoming. Oh, please explain. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it was it was. I remember it was a few years ago where I kept seeing. I guess it was a trend of like these public prom proposals, prom proposals yeah. or yeah, homecoming yeah. things. Proposals. It has a name, Jesus. I know. Like yeah. people were and doing. I've seen, it I've seen these. 
Yeah, I've seen these doofies do it too, both the, him and the Cardinal. <laughs> well, he did it, and his was trending. I like it got retweeted and and liked like over like tens of thousands of times. I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating. He, if I, this would happen now, we would put our podcast link on the bottom of it. We'd get a lot of followers. That's <laughs> what <laughs> like everyone does now. But so what exactly I, it is that that, that yeah. you did? Yeah, how did you make it public? I mean, I just had. Uh, I, I, I like you talking about what did I do like for the yes. yeah how'd you ask her how'd you ask her oh I just uh got like a giant piece of uh like brown paper and wrote home well I had one of my teachers write homecoming like long way because my handwriting's awful thank god your teacher did it because yeah you're I just my homecoming she wouldn't be she wouldn't <laughs> have been able to read it <laughs> he said homecoming <laughs> yo and then, oh I'm coming <laughs> oh Oh God! Continue. <laughs> so I just kept the sign camped up in her room all day, and that was pretty. I mean, it was really simple, actually. And then I, I called my father to bring me some flowers to school, like around seventh period. So he did that, and then I had my boys and like a couple of her friends kind of just like occupy her while like everyone was like in the like bus area, and then she came out and everyone was like, ah. That was it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll send you. I'll show you it. Look. Why did they I scream? Found the little picture. Please. Uh? How was that? Was it that they screamed? I can't see it. Hold on, hold on. Then you gotta say something because I can't see it. You gotta come up on the screen. Uh, wait, I don't know why it looks like that. Hold on. Yeah, I think that's how they screamed. <laughs> I think. I think that's how they screamed. Yeah, it's too bright. I can't see nothing. You send it. You send it to the group, bro. You send it. Like, now it's off. <laughs> hey, Diana, say something. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> good. I owe to Master P. <gasps> uh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yo, don't, uh. I love that song. Don't even try Master P. Like Make him say. <laughs> well, that song's I mean, great. In my, in my case, I don't think I caused public to stir. I mean, I, I got drunk at a club one time during a performance and I went on top of the stage and fell asleep. I know that. Let's carry it out. <laughs> and, uh, but public disturbance, I mean, uh, Fabio, you know about this one. It wasn't me, but we were part of it at the stadium here in Orlando. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there you uh, go. That, that counts. That counts. Yeah. Is that is that that picture that's on the Instagram of D'Angelo? Is that from that day? Or is it? Yes. That was, no. was it? Yeah, think. it was that. Oh, day. that's right, because that he went together. to that little. He went to that side. Yeah, he, yeah. We almost killed the guy. <laughs> oh God! And then the police wouldn't let me, me and Dino leave yet. <laughs> they let everybody on. They held me and Dino back. <laughs> oh Lord, I still remember that day. Great day. All because, all because this little Korean boy. <laughs> oh, his friend, his friend. Yeah, his yes, friend. he was cool. Though. His friend, his friend almost got yeah. that. I, I, that kid. He was a nice. D'Angelo. Yeah, I was gonna say he's like the most chill kid. Oh, I forgot you met him at ball. That was the only time he's been to ball in like two years because he was very uh, COVID. Uh, that kid was like really chill. I didn't nah, realize yeah. he was starting a fight. Just, no, he's just he's very passionate about sports. So they they got mad. <laughs> They got mad because they said he's screaming too loud at the, about the game. He was screaming out in his native tongue. Was what? what I guess what yeah, the we couldn't understand. He was, what the fuck cursing he was in Korean when like Orlando City missed the shot like super loud. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so, so they just got they got upset. They were just yeah. Like, there's oh. this one guy that was there with like three ladies got upset and he started yelling back and got up and all that stuff. And then like he saw half the freaking stadium stand up because where there were like ninety people. And uh, yeah, then the police showed up and all this crap and blah 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 blah. I mean, Fabio did a Spider Man through the freaking uh, crowd there. I don't even know where that guy came from. I, yeah, I, I'm that. still curious because I know he was at the bottom. Yeah, he was at the bottom of the bleachers. The minute everybody kind of stood up, he just teleported up there. I don't know how the hell he what? he ran up. He ran up to the top deck where we were from the bottom. Bro, he, he reminded me of the Sox guy in, in um, Mr. Deeds. He just came out uh, of nowhere. Did not change your socks. Crazy. Yeah. And then just sort of ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we almost killed the guy. Fabi, you texted us this morning about what was going, some of the results from last night. What was it that stood out to you specifically? Um, what really stood out to me it was um it wasn't so much about uh about Lomachenko coming back and being dominant. It, it it was more of of the loss that he had. That that's what really stood out for me. Like uh, when he was since you know when I saw the fight, I was like you know Lomachenko's not really punching and and you're boxing in a ring right now with a professional. Like why aren't you punching? And I know. I, I, I went out of my way to, to, to see what the hell was going on. And uh, Lomachenko was, uh, he, he had like a short, he had like recent shoulder surgery and his hand had like a, uh, his hand like broke and his shoulder was gone. And he just, he was in a fight while all of that was happening to him. And then I saw Lomachenko healthy yesterday and he beat the brakes out that guy he was fighting. And in reality, it wasn't so much about the guy he was he was beating. It was more of of Teofimo Lopez. Like this is this is a message to you. Like, and he said it. He said he's waiting. This is this is a message to you. Like I'm coming for you. Like go. Like there is no you cannot hide from me. Like I'm coming to you. I'm I'm coming over to your house. I'm gonna knock on the door, and and I, I'm gonna punch you in the face. So it, it that. To me, that fight yesterday was a statement. Like he fought a Lomachenko fought a bigger guy, a naturally bigger guy, longer, tall, you know, heavier, stronger, and he just he. I remember it was at the seventh round, with the seventh round, ninth round when they stopped the fight. That 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 guy was just his arms were flopping in the air. He just didn't want to be there anymore, and I just he was just taking punches to the face. And the referee had to step in to stop it already. But he was, I haven't seen a boxer like flop. He, you know, he had the, the will to continue, but his body didn't. So when you're getting punched in the face to the point that it's like, I can take a punch, but your body just flat out gave out in the middle of the ring. And Lomachenko still coming forward and punching you and punching you. And man, that was phenomenal. Not like he's, he's ready. Like Loma's ready for that big fight again for that crazy rematch. It's gonna be a crazy fight, and I, I guarantee it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fireworks. I can't I can't wait for that fight. I remember, I, I remember when he was hurt uh, against Lopez, wondering kind of like you did, what was like what's wrong with him? 
And then, yeah, it came out later. He had, like, very serious shoulder injuries. Yeah. In terms of the rematch, um, I think Dale knows, uh, Dale Fimo knows, that he has to kind of continue building his resume, right? Like, it's not – I don't think he's scared or anything. Like, it, there's, there isn't an element of that. It's just to maintain that status of where he is, he has to – and to really maximize – of a rematch, I think he has to just keep winning and keep uh, building that resume. Well, Teofimo needs Lomachenko right now. And what, what I mean by that is that, like, Teofimo's fight uh, recently just got canceled because, you know, he tested positive for COVID. Tank Davis said that boy can't sell tickets. He- so I didn't even hear about the, the COVID test. I just, I remember hearing that it was canceled and... I didn't really, I didn't, I don't remember reading or hearing a reason, like a legit reason, but the lack of ticket sales was definitely referenced. And yeah, he needs, that's why I was, that, that also goes to the building the resume part to maximize a rematch. He has to keep winning and he has to be smart about it, but he's not at that. He's not at that stage where he can like pick and choose who he wants to fight, you know, like, no, he's not. You know, he's not that kind of name yet. He has to take mandatory challengers. I mean, he, he, he has to fight Lomachenko again because that's just, that's, that's where the money is and that's where the attention is. So if that's, you know, and, and he shouldn't follow the money so much because the, the, the money's going to come. If, if, you're as, if you're as good as you proclaim and you're like, a, you, you know, you, you're the champ, the, the money's going to come. Um, right now, you need to go where the, where the attention is. If, if Lomachenko's where, where the attention is, you know, go there, go, go there and, and, and build up that resume, like you said, and the money will come. The thing is that unfortunately the attention is with a monster like that guy, that guy is scary. Good, man. I've I mean, never seen a was, guy like that. He was best pound for pound for until that loss. Yeah. And then he didn't say anything about the injury. He went in there anyways. But he looked off. It was obvious to anyone that's seen him fight. It was like, what's going on here? Because he looked, he was not throwing punches. It was mad. It, it was just, it was just, I, I, was, I remember like uh, Loma, like the first six rounds, like he just stood there and, and just didn't do absolutely anything. And then seven to 12, like he stepped up a bit and, you know, he did, he did his thing. But, but still, like it just, it, you didn't do enough to win the fight. Like, I, I believe he was protesting, saying that, you know, it was a draw. And it's like, I'm sorry. If, to me, if you're protesting a draw, it's because you lost. Yeah, like, I thought it was pretty clear he lost when, when it happened. So I, I, I could, I, I actually had it as a draw or I actually had it as a draw or, or Teofimo Lopez winning. But, um, you know, you know what it is? is like, you, it, it just, it, it kind of hurts because I love Lomachenko, but, but I guess he didn't do enough. And... And that, you know, that made him that made him the loser. If if you're not, if you're in a boxing match and you're not punching, you you're not gonna win. Period. You know, it's, and it's pretty simple. Uh, Papi, can you hear me? Yep. Yo. Yo. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, boys? What's going on? Nothing. Nothing well, much right now. Look at the other one. <laughs> uh-uh. hey, I'm so, you're not that we were, 
<laughs> I'm old. No, you're young at heart. Young at heart. Yeah. Wise. Age is nothing but a but a number. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. So we wanted to uh Wait, get... is that clean is that clean Eastwood back there, Fabi? Oh yeah, it is. What is that? The good, the bad, and the ugly? Yes. Nice. <laughs> Somebody noticed. I think two yeah. of you noticed. My brother yeah, and you. I, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Daniel, is that is that bar there purposely? Do you put that there so people can see you have a no have alcohol? Yeah. This is the first no? time I set up here and it just it worked. <laughs> aren't, aren't you like 16 though? <laughs> no, oh, 24. You, are you old enough to drink it? Kobe, 24. 24. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what's up? What are you guys bring me on here for? Uh because I we were relying on Fabi entirely too much to carry us through some boxing talk because he was the only <laughs> one that that, uh-huh. that kind of I like I saw highlights and I saw the results and I was trying to uh I was trying to you know bullshit my way through it and just like ask questions and make general observations and comments. But uh-huh. he was we left him on an island there. And so <laughs> I I wanted to get you in because I know you. Uh, we, he he kind of covered just uh, only covered the Lomachenko fight, but I know uh, Dave. I know Davis fought yesterday as well, yeah. and you, you know, you were telling me about it, and we were kind of just talking about what it means going forward, not only for Tank Davis, but for Lomachenko, for Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, Delfimo Lopez, and how they're all just kind of interconnected now. So I mean, I guess if you can start with a quick summary of how Davis looked yesterday. Um, he looked devastating. He um, he went through a guy that had six inches on him, uh, went up 10 pounds in weight, and he jumped from 130 to 140. Yep. This guy was undefeated um, and not fighting bums, like fighting legit guys at 140. He had, he has a, he had a belt. At 140, his trainer is um, Virgil Hunter, who was under who's under under Ward's trainer. Um, yeah. And so t- this Davis guy convinced me yesterday because up to now I thought, you know, this guy is uh, Mayweather's little toy, and he's building, he's putting all this hype around him. And yesterday I was like, oh crap. This guy is serious. This guy's serious. You mentioned some names. The one name you're you forgotten to mention is Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor's good. Josh Taylor. So he's he's a guy that is also very talented. Yep, he's very good. So it's another name that the thing is that because he's the bit he's the bigger one out of all those guys you mentioned, he's a bit he's physically the bigger guy. He's the 140 guy who can probably go up to 154 because of his size and speed and punching power. Um, but Tank looked devastating. He looked like, you guys are too young for this, but Roberto Duran, Manuel Piedra, went from 135 and then in his old age fought, you know, like at 180 or whatever. But in his prime, 
he's considered the best 135 pounder period, right? And what Roberto did, Mano de Piedra, was he took his power all the way with him to middleweight, right? Because of the way he, he was knocking guys out. Yeah. That's what Tank looks like, right? He's a guy that can box, but then has this devastating power. And any of the guys that you mentioned, Garcia, Haney, uh, Timo, Taylor, and who's the other guy? Oh, Loma. Lomachenko. Any of the guy, any of those guys that get in there, Tank can knock him out. So I'm not saying I'm not saying he will, but he can. But wait, you you're you're not wrong. The the thing about Tank is um I felt the exact same way you do. Like everything you said right now, I I I, I had those that the same thought and feelings about him. But in his last fight, when he fought that mm-hmm. the Mexican cat, I forgot I forgot his name, but he was he was pretty good. Yeah. And um, and I was like, man, Tank Tank is the real deal. Uh, he's got this crazy power. He's putting people out. The thing that I have with with with, with Tank is that um, this is he is now getting into into the world of of the of the real like uh, where, where the real talent is. Mm-hmm. So and yesterday, one of the things that really stood out to me in, in this fight was that uh, you know, he got hit yesterday. He got hit and he wasn't, he didn't just get hit. And you know, sometimes when you get hit, some of these guys, like they act a fool, you know, they're like, oh, that didn't, that, that, you know, oh yeah, this didn't hurt me. The fact that you're saying in a fight physically that it didn't hurt you is because you felt it. And he kind of, he kind of, he kind of showed signs of that yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, oh, welcome to 140. Right. I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you have the power to knock them out, but get ready because they have the power to hurt you back. Yeah. And yeah. he, he showed great poise that he, that he took the punch as well. But you can tell that he was uncomfortable like he's never been before. Yeah. Well, that's uh, going to happen when you fight the better guys. Yeah. yeah. The better and heavier guys. Right. And But, but the guys we're talking about aren't bigger than him, except for Taylor. Um, I think I think uh, Teofimo Lopez, that Teofimo Lopez is a naturally like stocky oh, guy. Yeah. He he can he can he can go up and yeah. wait. Now, if you look at Lomachenko, Lomachenko gets away with skill, but mm-hmm. Lomachenko doesn't have power. L- Lomachenko is a tiny person. He's yeah, tiny. He's very small. Yeah. Ele- he's the Ele- smallest one out of all of them. He is very angustico. You know, he's not wide yeah. at all. He's got yeah. no biceps. <laughs> he, he's got no big legs. He's not a big guy. He's just incredibly slippery in a phone booth. Mm. And I think that's Lomachenko. Like, the, if, if I had one one of the wishes that I would have had, it would have been for Lomachenko to be a bigger guy. Right. And I think people would see him in a different light. The only reason Lomachenko is fighting at this weight is because when he started, at the weight that he started, there was no one to fight. And the bigger money fight were in the higher right. weight classes. So he I mean, had to move up. He ran through everybody when he ran, when yeah. he fought Rigandau and he embarrassed Rigandau. It was yep. one of those things that is like, okay, like what else is there for him? You have yeah. to go, you have to go up and wait. But he's just not biologically big. Like he's a no. small guy. The best the best thing he could do is stay at the way he's fighting. And if any of those kind of any of those guys want to fight him, they have to come down and wait. If he tries to go Agreed. up and wait against them, then he's not. You know, he, he may. I wouldn't put it past him because the skill level, his yeah. skill level is just superb, right? He's just 
he does things that none of the other guys can do, but physically can he, you know, deal with them. And you saw that he had a hard time. I know he was injured and the shoulder and all of that, but you saw how hard of the time he had with, with Lopez was because Lopez is just so much bigger than him. When Lopez hit him, you can tell Loma had to adjust his body to absorb the punch more. Yep. And he, he can't, he, he can't just, he can't just continue doing that because, yep. uh, a guy like Lopez is going to come forward 100% knowing that Loma will never knock him out. What I, what I like about these guys, these, these light, lighter weight guys, this particular group, is they're crazy athletic, right? Yeah. Like, if you look at 10, I don't know if you guys saw what happened when, he, when they stopped the fight. This fool ran to the top rope, not the second rope, the top rope, yeah. and did a backflip off the top rope, he looked like a professional wrestler. He did up and stuck the yeah. landing. He, he and lived, this is after yeah. this is after fighting what was it nine ten round nine rounds nine rounds with a guy that was not afraid of him that was fighting him that was hitting him and this fool ran up on the top rope and did a backflip and stuck it. Yeah, yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. And, and, and I think Lopez does that all the time. Lopez, Lopez does the backflip. The backflip. I've seen I've seen Loma do a backflip. Any can any of you guys do a backflip? I know I can. Even I when could, I was, I I, I could do it laying down, like <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like even into a pool. Can any of you do a backflip? Could you ever have done a backflip? No. Uh, the closest I got to a backflip was no. Yeah, right. A front flip. Okay, into a pool, into water. Yeah, I could do that. I could. I can't do it anymore, but I could. Right. But not a backflip. You can't just do it. Just standing and do a backflip. I get that's, halfway. That's halfway. Which <laughs> well, means today, you land on your face. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> well, well, today I had a soccer game and they played a ball over the top and I had to run back. And I tried jumping, but I probably got like this high off the ground. And I fell and I kind of did a flip. Uh, I don't know if that counts. No. 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 Oh, okay. No. Uh, see, that would count that, as much as me that, getting drunk and falling backwards. No. But I got, yeah. but but I got up like in one motion. I thought that was pretty impressive. Like I, I made it look like it was on purpose. You know, I got <laughs> saved. I got saved a little bit because the keeper called for the ball, right? So I, it, I, it looked I've like seen, I, I've seen you fall a couple of times and make it look like you were flipping or something. Yeah, but you're actually falling a few times. I've seen you do that. I faked falling an injury once. Style. I faked an injury once doing that. They stuck me in left field for some reason, um, and that was like the one and only time I was in the outfield. Like, listen, I used to make fun of these outfielders, but no, that's no joke out there. I I went going for a ball, and I thought I was much closer to the fence than I actually was, and then I got to the warning track when it just went bad, and I went down. <laughs> Didn't catch it, and I just stayed down. And I was grabbing my ankle. I, I happened to be at that game, and the people, some people, are, hey, isn't that your kid? I was like, no, I, I don't know who <laughs> that is. I have no idea who that is. You're like, I'm his Uber. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I stayed down. I'm just here watching the game. You know, I like watching other kids' people, other people's kids play. My wow. the the guy coaching that team, like we we were friends because he wasn't that much older than me. And then I think he knew what was up. Cause when I got back to the dugout, he's like, he's like, what's wrong with you, man? Why, like, why are you bullshitting? 
I'm like, what are you talking about? I hurt my ankle. He's like, you just missed that ball. That was embarrassing. What's wrong with you? But wow. hey, so listen, the rest of the team believed it, which is what mattered. I do. I knew you dumbass Phil. But whatever, to get like but back to it. Um uh I, I was talking to, to Darian earlier about um, Ryan Garcia. I was telling I was telling him that like uh you know and he brought up the point that Ryan Garcia's defense kind of whack and and you you're right he he ha- he has the tendency to put mm-hmm. his hands down a lot. Um, but the power, the yeah, power, the offense is there. That it's 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 just when it, even when he hits you in the in the shoulder, people they they when they start getting hit, maybe not in the head, but they get hit in the shoulder a few times. They're like, oh man, if this my head, I'm out. If Garcia, if Garcia is serious. And he listens to the people that he's working with now. If he listens to the Reynosos, to the old man and to Eddie, to the Canelo team, and he does and he studies it and he trains like he's supposed to, he's going to learn to be a better fighter. So he's going to learn everything that you've seen Canelo learn through the years. If he is serious, the worry about Garcia to me is, he wants, he likes to be a celebrity, right? Yeah. He likes to be a celebrity. And what happens to boxers that like to be celebrities, and I think this applies to USC too, they want to be celebrities, and that shit doesn't translate to the sport they're playing. You can, you know, you can get away with stuff like that with, you know, playing soccer and basketball where no one is trying to punch you in the face, right? But the minute you become a little too celebrity conscious and too image conscious, um, there's been very few and far between guys that have been able to do that. You know, Sugar Ray Leonard was able to do that, right? But most guys that try to go that route, it doesn't work. So Yeah, which... If, if, no, sorry. What? I was just going to say, which would kind of be a shame because that's what we were saying that... Uh, that That's why he that like we're hopeful about that kid because he he's because he is a celebrity he can help elevate the sport because he can bring in more casual viewers i mean like like tristan knows who ryan garcia is like he has millions of followers on instagram like he got a lot he he brings a lot of women to the sport yeah good looking guy so if you know you got that going for you yeah that's that can carry but if as long as he remembers what it is Floyd Mayweather is a celebrity, not because he was trying to be a celebrity, because he was a badass in boxing. That's why he became a celebrity. He didn't become a celebrity and then become a badass boxer. No, he was a badass boxer first, and then he became a celebrity. And so that's what Garcia has to do first. He has to first be a badass, and then the celebrity comes, right? That's who's going to come. And it's crazy because he has the power to do it. I, the yeah. talent's there. I, I, he has a. It, it's it's bro. I'm telling you, it's yeah. it's not it's not even so much about it's the hand speed, and the the ability to not be scared and go forward. It's it's his hands are here, and then he threw five punches, and every single one of those punches that the person feels, you're like, oh shit, I can't get hit. So then now now you find yourself in a situation where you have to fight going backwards while he's coming forward. That changes absolutely everything because nobody ever plans for a fight while going backwards. 
you know, everybody's strategy is, okay, I'm going to stand here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Nobody ever thinks, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to punch while going backwards. That, that's, that's, that's a problem. It, it's a, it, my, my mind, it was Deontay Wilder's problem. Deontay Wilder going backwards had no power. That's one of the that reasons he got, he got, he got killed last time. He's got no power going backwards. And Garcia's got so much power at his weight that I think he can knock out anybody. Mind you, I even think he can knock out a guy at easily at 170 of how much power that kid has. You know, I don't know about that because five pounds in boxing is a lot, right? Seven yeah. pounds. When you, when, you, when you go from 140 to 147, you think seven pounds, shit. You know, I took a shit this morning that weighed seven pounds. <laughs> no. When you go up from 140 to 147, you're talking a completely different world. 147 to 154, and then forget once you get to 160, because 160 is grown man weight now. Right? All all these guys from 160 down are little guys. Once you get to 160, a 160 guy walks around. Yeah. One one ninety. And and you you're you're a hundred you're a hundred percent right about that, and I and I. I retract my statement about what I said about the 170, and I'll take it down to yeah. 155. <laughs> there you go. I w- yeah, because once they go past 160, that's eh, I don't know. That's big, that's big men now. That's you know regular yeah. sized dudes. You know, and then forget the heavyweights. Oh yeah, those guys. Yeah. Those guys. Those yeah. guys. I mean, Tyson Fury's trying to. He said it. He's trying to balloon up to 300. Okay. He doesn't walk around too different like two below that does he Who's well that? i mean he's fury's like what six ten six eleven and he's trying to walk around who knows six ten he's he's a big bastard bro he's <laughs> he he's up there he's like six eight or six nine yeah he's oh. he's really big the, the, the thing about fury is i've never i've never seen anybody that tall and that fat and move <laughs> like that. I've, how can you be that big and you cannot be hit that easily? Like, it's not normal. It's not normal well, at all. Well, yeah, because the guys he's fighting are heavyweights, so it's all relative. You know. They can't hit you know that. I mean? like, 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 I got, like, guys that big aren't as fast. So if you have a certain skill level or a certain ability to make he's people a, miss. He's a big target. Yeah. Well, and you know, heavyweights don't usually go to the body, you know, because you would think, okay, if I'm fighting the guy that's that soft in the middle, I'm going to attack the body. But heavyweights don't go down there because if you go to hit somebody in the body, you're putting yourself in danger of getting popped. So, yeah. And heavyweights, one punch, that's it. Fight's over. You know, because you, you know, 250 and up. I mean, I see see Fury and he's just moving his head slightly to the left, slightly to the right, and these gigantic bombs are going right by his head, and he's not even flinching. He's like, that's not going to hit me. Yeah. He can kiss the punch, and yeah, right. it's, just, it's not, it's not going to hit him. It's, to me, it's incredible. Yeah. No, he's very, he's very good. He's very good. I think he's going to destroy Wilder. I hope so. He's going to be – this kid won't go past seven rounds. He's going to – he's already lost. He, yeah. He's done. 
And then, you know, we'll see what happens afterwards. All right, Papi, appreciate you joining us. And I'm sure Fabi appreciates oh my God, I the actual it. back and forth. Because <laughs> the rest of All us right. are pretty useless. But thank you for joining us. No problem. Thanks for, for having me. I enjoyed it. You guys have fun. And uh, I'll listen on Tuesday. Let me see how I sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you think you you sound one way in your head, and then you listen, and you go, "Holy mm-hmm. shit!" I sound right, like right. shit. That that's definitely me. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys don't sound that bad. We'll, and Victor, we'll take... more you drink, the better you sound. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Bye, boys. Take care. Uh, okay. Bye. Earlier this week, we had some breaking news in the NFL when uh, Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib publicly uh, came out as gay. And being the first active, he's the first active player to be publicly out as gay. Uh, Because Michael Sam was drafted, but he never played a a down in the NFL. So I know that's semantics. Uh, No, like, yeah, no, because I know when this news dropped and like we were talking about it amongst ourselves, Fabi was like Michael Sam. And technically he's not, but it's semantics at that point. But what's not semantics and what's the important distinction between the two is that Carl Nassib's a pretty established player like he's not a superstar player but he's been a starter for entirely his basically his whole career and i think he was like a third round pick so he's talented guy played for the browns uh plays for the raiders now i think he just signed a three-year deal close to 30 million it was in the high 20s i believe so honor yeah he's a he's a starter he's a starting defensive end right it's not like it's a uh, end of the bench guy or some guy that might not make a roster. So that's an important distinction here. Uh, he released a lengthy statement, which I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there were two, there was one, sorry, there was, because part of the statement was he also announced he was donating a hundred thousand to the Trevor project, which is just a, it's a foundation that works with the LGBTQ community and um, I believe part of their focus is suicide prevention amongst that group. And so he just donated a lot of money to their cause. But on part of that, of that statement, and the part that stuck out to me was this one stat he referenced, which was studies have shown, and then I've seen this backed up uh, from other sources, but the part of the statement I'm reading is, quote, studies have shown that all it takes is one accepting adult to decrease the risk of an LGBTQ kid attempting suicide by 40%. Whether you're a friend, a parent, a coach, or a teammate, you can be that person. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go as far and say this. So when, when, the, when the new first came out, I was like, okay, I hope you can still play defensive end, right? So I didn't pay too much too much attention about it about him coming out as you know gay or 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 whatnot and my thing is was like i think it was the same thing as my brother it was like oh can you still do your job like great i'm glad you came out but we don't we don't care can you still do your job and i was actually it's funny i was having a conversation with somebody not so long ago and uh and we brought up 
uh, I don't I remember what that what the topic was, but it, it, it we brought up something about Nassif and, and and you know the topic reached a point where it was it's not so much about whether he can do his job or or what or whatnot. It's um it's the fact that uh he's somebody that that says it out loud and how many people are back in the day in the old generation were able to say it out loud without being basically massacred by everything and yeah you know and how, how many people from the old generation actually like you know att- that were gay a man attempted to start a life with 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 a woman you know have kids but deep inside was not comfortable in his own skin was not living pretty his much life much right pretty, pretty i mean you, you, i mean exactly so it, you know what it is to live your life not you being who you are and, and it's and it's like damn i didn't think about that and I think that is the 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 most important part of all. It's it's not so much about him not being able to do his job or or, or whatnot in the NFL. It's it's the fact that he's able to live his life the way he wants to. I think that's probably the most important part of him coming out. Uh, he's able to you know, find a partner and live his life. He'll be playing in the NFL. He won't be playing in the NFL. In the NFL it doesn't matter. It's, it's now that he can say it out loud and he can continue his, living his life the way he wants. Back in the day, you know, he dare, he dare not say how he really was because he would get lynched by the media or he'd, he'd get crucified by the public eye. You know, it, it, it'll be horrible for him. The guy would never sleep right. So we're living in times where, where it's um, it's okay for you to represent, I guess, who you are. Yeah, it's definitely more accepting, uh, a more accepting time, but it's not all but the way accepted. Ri- exactly, he still had the courage to be risky and say it out loud, and 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 I can, I can't imagine me being I I live a life where you know I am who I am and I'm very proud and I don't have any pushback from you know society you know so i'm comfortable and he doesn't have that comfort so the fact that he went out and said it you know it's it is brave in his own way and and i hope it goes good for him i hope in the locker room it doesn't change anything i hope that uh that you know he be he's successful and i hope he he's accepted uh it, it is kind of brave and i thought about that i was like man like i don't have anything to worry about so i guess that's why in my mind is it didn't it didn't cross it it didn't cross my mind because I have nothing to worry about. And he kind of does. Yeah. Uh, well, the way that you first brought it up and what you said, your brother um, kind of shares about like that first thought is like, can you still do your job? Uh, that was a point that uh, Pat McAfee, I saw a clip of, he was explaining when Michael Sam was coming in uh, the Colts kind of had him like speaking on on the topic because he was asked would it change anything and he kind of alluded to that point you were making which is listen bro like he goes I don't I don't know everyone's like everyone's thoughts 100% on the matter but from the sense the sense I have from just the these guys in the locker room the way it's talked about and just how these guys are what people there are worried about is are you going to help me reach my goal, which is either win or for some guys admittingly is like, help me get paid. Right. So he, he was just saying, 
that most guys in the locker room, the sense he's gotten from guys he's played with is if you help them achieve their goal, the rest of it doesn't really matter. But the one thing, because I know when you said who cares, you didn't mean it in the way I'm about to say, in the way that I'm about to bring it up, because there were actual reactions that were like, who cares? Or like, But they weren't saying it in terms of who cares can he play? It was who cares? Why do you have to say it out loud? Yeah. And that kind of the same as going against him, because obviously people care when you look at all the anti-trans and anti-gay laws that are trying to be put into place right now. So yeah, don't tell me no one cares because that's a group of people that are marginalized and there's active efforts to marginalize them even more. So I thought it was just very important that he was that he did that. And I think he's going to help a lot of people to me. However, anybody wants to live their life. That's their business. It doesn't affect me and it's not going to change my you know, perception of them. If you want to do you, I'm going to do me. We can interact out of it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to respect you and respect me. Um, I think uh, sometimes in certain certain occasions, too much attention to one thing is a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. Good some tools. people might say, some people might say, oh, why do you have to say it loud? Say it out loud, don't say it. That is your prerogative. You do what you want to do. At the end of the day, you're gonna do what makes you feel comfortable, like for you, said Bobby. You know, if you want, if you feel comfortable not saying nothing, hey, if you feel comfortable saying something, do for you too. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day. I'm still training you like a person. I don't see you as a different from in any way. You know, I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's your, it's your life. Live it. I don't care. You do what you got to do. That's, that's how I see it. Um, at, in a business point of view, because he is part of an NFL team and the NFL at the end of everything is a business. Yeah, definitely. Okay. If you're contributing to a team and you do your part, what does it matter? What does it matter if you can or not? I mean, I've seen clips here and there. You know, you guys know I'm big on, on, on the whole TikTok thing. I've seen videos there of kids coming out to their parents. And I've seen parents flip out. I've seen parents be happy for them. And I've seen other parents like, okay, are you happy? Yeah, okay, good for you. That's it. So, and to be honest with you, the best reactions that I've seen from these kids coming out is when their parents is like okay so well that that but that's that's a form of acceptance yes yeah exactly i mean like i said in certain things i think you draw too much attention to it it's gonna be a bad thing so i i I see your life i i I see i see what you mean to like uh to, to the point that i guess like you know since we're like an um lg BTQ month or, or whatnot. So like they're really yeah Pride it Month. Hard. Yeah, they're Pride Month. So, so they're yeah. really pushing it hard, like or or whatever. And you know, they're in your face about it. You know, you go anywhere, you're gonna see a rainbow flag or or whatever. Like me personally, it's 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 the it to me it's it's like cancer awareness month was October where NFL players were picked. Mm-hmm. I that's that's just how I see it. Like, okay, this. They, we are making it aware that this is a real thing and I, I'm cool with it. Um, I agree with that. I don't think it should go past like the month. 
I think it's something that should just be well, it's always in, in mind about it. And people should be sensitive and respectful about it. Mm-hmm. I don't I I the thing about what my brother said about oh oh like oh too much attention or like being in your face about it. I do think that it should mellow out a little bit as time go on, which I know it will because that's how everything works. Um, it's not like people. Make, oh, you're straight. Hey, hey, nobody makes a big deal about it. Oh, hey, human being just a, a gay person. Yeah, but is just as much as a human being as a regular person. I know I, other people I, don't see it that way. I don't. I know other people don't see it that way. And before anybody, I got there at the end of here as a witness. Anybody says that I'm against them and this and that. Remember, uh, Orlando City, right after the whole post thing, they 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 changed the thing. What flag was I carrying? Remember that. The rainbow flag. Exactly. I was carrying that big flag with me. Yeah, I I guess the what I'm trying to to focus on is that this is a group of people that have historically not been treated well. Mm-hmm. And they and like I said earlier, there are active efforts by the federal government to marginalize them even more. Going like currently happening so yeah ideally ideally you guys would be correct which is it's just like it's a normal part of society like uh, because we're 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 way past the point of the discussions around this because like you said there are people that don't see it as don't see them as human or see them as subhuman or something like there's something wrong with them. Like it's a disease or something like it's a biological thing. You're born that way. It's like the, it's as biological as your hair color. Like you're just born with that. This is how it is. And to hate biological, that's a straight person. Exactly. It's yes. Yes, exactly. There's no difference. There's no difference. That's what I'm trying to say. There's no difference. I'm pretty sure. Trust me, most of these people would rather just get treated normal than to have to go through all this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But that's that's why him doing this is a step in that direction, hopefully. Because he ain't the only one. Like, sure it's impossible. Others. And there's oh, yeah, players, yeah. there's been a lot of players, maybe a lot stretching, but there's been a few, a few like, multiples of players. Like, we're talking, like, double digits in numbers of players that are gay that came out after. after. I mean, D'Angelo, like, you don't, I mean, it, it's actually funny because you never really mentioned anything. Like, like uh, you're very uh, reserved to yourself when it comes to this topic. Not yeah, societal of- topics. But he did express an interest on voicing it something on this one. So I was going to go to him now. Yeah. I forgot what I was talking about when I texted that. But... <laughs> But <laughs> I was trying to think about what I was gonna say for the past two hours. <laughs> I pretty much I agree with a lot of what Viti said. Um, I just feel like I guess I feel like I'm used to it. Like it's a little more normalized, especially in Orlando. Like, yep. It's just I expect like like one in every four guys I walk past is gay now. It's not really like a. I just don't see it as a. Damn, that's a high percentage. Yeah, it I is. don't think it's that high, but so, at least over no, it, it, it is like that over here. No, it, it's oh. that's not, I don't I didn't find it such a big thing at first, but I saw the cause it was for, and I was like, okay, that's mm-hmm. good. 
and I realize it'll make some like what you said it helps others cope with it better like lets them feel like they could come out too um I just I guess my only again not against it but like I just like how ESPN and like Fox and all that how they cover it for like three days when me when I'm more like oh you know it's it's normal like it's it's cool I don't think it needs three days of seeing the video like I, I saw that video so many times I think we, you're I think you are the goal like the fact that you see it as a normal thing that exactly your business you, yeah. you kind of are the goal but we this is that over here a lot we see that this here. is the thing we're talking we got people we got two people from Orlando which okay yeah we we make jokes about Orlando but it's a huge city with it's diverse the population so obviously you you'll see you're just exposed to different kinds of people yeah and then the polls happening here mm-hmm. that, that exactly. made more like just every especially this month like yeah june like i was downtown yesterday and just there's no problem yeah. gave well we got orlando and we got miami uh it's miami's like pretty well known for that actually like especially in the 90s and such like it was just like an accepting place yeah. and i'm in new york city where the damn stonewall uh riots happened and like the whole movement kind of originated in the 60s yeah. and 70s so we're so, all used to it yeah like we we saw it i i know i saw like kids i grew up with like people i went to school with and i was just like they're a normal guy like it's a norm it's a normal person they just have a different preference when it comes to that but Mm -hmm. like we've all said and agree here it's a normal biological thing Mm -hmm. and i think what fabi just said now is the crux of the whole argument which is we the goal is for people to just see it as something normal and that's it like it not to hold it against anybody i realize the good part of it or like what you were saying is like the fact that he is an NFL player and the NFL audience is more not so used to it. So that's why it's a bigger the, deal, I feel like. Yeah. The yeah. NFL audience is, uh, tends to swing a certain way, yeah. a more conservative let me, route. Let me ask you guys, though. Let's say Prime Month wasn't in June. Let's say Prime Month was November, December, it don't matter. In, during the NFL season, would that affect the attendance or the – viewership of the nfl that is, that is a phenomenal question and i, I don't think it no, would i i honestly i don't have an answer for that i don't I think like i don't yeah, think like say, i don't think it would either i don't think uh, the nfl at the end of the day people go there because they want to watch the game yes Whether but like there is plan or a straight the nfl tends to be a conservative they booed they booed they booed the texans and the chiefs last year because they showed unity about <laughs> racial injustice they Which, booed them listen we're talking about, we're talking we're, about two teams based in republican i strongholds but we're okay. saying like 80 percent. i feel like 70 percent of nfl audience is republican 70 they they go a certain way um, again i i don't i i can't speak for whatever party they believe in or whatever or the audience believe but what darian said is it tends to see it seems to be more conservative it seems yeah. to be that way and the evidence is basically on you know it's it's there the evidence is there like like he just said they booed 
because they showed unity. There's still fans that protest the NFL because of the Kaepernick. They, like they don't want to, they don't want to watch it because people kneel. So I, again, which is, which is again, I don't know the percentage. I don't know the numbers because I'm not going to say you are. I'm not going to. I don't have. I don't have that. That's just a number we're never gonna know. But so you get. I'm not gonna point the finger at. But I can see the majority. I can see more than fifty percent being conservative, like Darian says. But I'm not. I'm not gonna point the finger. But he's he's kind of right. And I don't. It's just you know whatever. I don't think the. Uh, do you guys think that Pride Month had to do with the video being put out this month? Like, do you think he? Oh yeah, because well, because the the Trevor the part part of the announcement also was the donation mm-hmm. to the Trevor Project, and there's they they've been especially highlighted because it is Pride Month, mm-hmm. right? Uh my birthday month. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I, I'm in Chelsea, and like they they there's per, I'm near the village, and that's where the whole movement started in New York, and they're like they've had. Uh, like memorials up, uh, parades going on, and like just celebrating the the history of it. I guess which I, that was a point I meant to make earlier when I think Fabi was talking about it, uh, like Pride Month, just as a concept. And it's like it's just it's a celebration of the history of mm-hmm. like what they've had to go through, essentially. Um, it's not it, it's kind of in a similar vein as Black History Month, which you know, it's, it's like highlighted, you know, and you know, you, they, there's like a historical uh, component to it. Yeah. Um, but what he said also applies to the black history month also, which is like the goal is it's, it's normal. Like it's just a normal part of society. It's a normal part of our history. And to, to like highlight it, in a certain way um part of the issue with that is it's seen as something other right it's like oh black history month is seen as other history like that's not american history that's other history mm-hmm. pride month is like that's that's their stuff that's not like all of our stuff right and that is part of the issue that it's like that that they're like seen as separate separate like, yeah. we're all yeah, because we're all people, right? You have a you you have a different skin color. You have a different sexual preference. You're a different gender. Whatever it is, we're all people, right? So, everyone's history is everybody's history. A gay person is not something else. A black person or an Asian person, whatever, a different race is not something else. You know, we're all people. Yeah, we're just different. That's all it is. Some people, people are just different. Exactly. So that's why, like I told you guys, they should take that race question out of job applications. What does it matter what you are? Can you do the job? Yes, you're hired. Well, to be honest with you, now I'm glad you brought that up. So one of the reasons they they that question exists is because, um, you know how like in the NBA they're like, oh, we don't have like enough black coaches. Yeah. That's only because there's only 32 teams, right? So in a job like uh, like let's say like a Publix or a restaurant or a bank there are a million restaurants there are a million banks you know there's a million supermarkets they kind of want to see more or less how they how, how they do their hiring 
And I, I agree. I, I, I agree with that question. The reason I agree, because if, if, if that question didn't exist, then they can, you're telling them you can, they can hire whoever they want. And if they kind of swing a certain way, they're going to hire who they want. And they're going to be like, uh, they're going to discriminate. If, if they're going to do that, but that question, question there or not, that question is statistics. That question is like, Hey, we are hiring 99% people that look the same. And then now they're going to be like, Hey, why are you doing that? And then it brings up questions and then there's laws against them. They're going to be like, Hey, be fair. So I guess that, that question to me is a reminder of to, to, to those big companies saying, don't fuck up. Yeah, it's evidence. Like it, it's it's meant to create. Uh, it's an easy way to keep track of this. Yeah, to see if you are discriminating. That's why they ask that. Yeah. Uh, because again, ideally, it doesn't matter, right? Can you do it? Can, do, are you talented? Can you do the job? Then that's it. That's which all. Which is that why my matter. brother. Which is why my brother says it. He he says it from a he says it from a point that is like, oh yeah, well, you know, oh yeah, we we can just. Why, why does that question exist? Well, that's because if you were doing the hiring, you would yes. pick whoever is best. But not everybody thinks like that, and the world knows that. Right, listen, Julio. Listen, no, hold on. Julio right. Lopez and Paul Smith, or whatever the fuck, Paul Winchester and Julio Lopez apply for the same job. If there's someone with a kind of a bias who's hiring, they're gonna be like, and there's no question about race there. Yeah. They're gonna be like, huh? This Winchester sounds, uh, uh like they sound That's like it's a white feel. guy. Yes. And Julio Lopez does not sound like a white guy. So, eh, they're like kind of even. I'm gonna go with the white guy because I just feel more comfortable with white people. Like that's what they're trying to guard against. Yes. If it if if it's in their face, I'm Hispanic and I'm white and I already have like 70% white people working here. Yeah. Uh, I can't just keep going with the white guy if they're that even. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's what it's yeah. meant to do. Yes. Which is wrong, but that's what it's... Yeah, but, like my, my brother's coming from an ideal world. And it, should be, it should be put, the way he's way. saying. It, it should be way. the way he's saying it, and I give him that for sure. <laughs> Julio Lopez... and Yeah, I don't know what that was. Julio yeah, Lopez... <laughs> Julio Lopez and uh, Trayvon Jones do not get the same chance that Paul Winchester does. Is right. if if the person hiring is left to their own devices, is that's the problem, and that's why they ask that question to put it in your face and to apply pressure so that if all three of them are similar, you don't just keep hiring the Winchesters. And if there's anybody who's listening or, or knows anyone that's named Paul Winchester, I apologize. It was just the <laughs> whitest name I could think of. <laughs> what were you going to say, VT? Like I said, I still think it makes no sense. Yeah, they, they keep track of it, right? Regardless, when you're doing during an application that you're presenting your resume, that's what, that's what matters. Once you go for, in for the interview, they're going to see what you are. They're gonna see if you're white, they're gonna see if you're Hispanic, they're gonna see if you're black, you're gonna see if you're Asian, right? Doesn't right. really matter. At the end of the day, if they wanna be prejudiced, they'll pick whoever they want. If they don't yes. wanna be prejudiced, they'll pick one person out of each group and then why everybody else white. But this is or this black is, or Asian. Which, or which brings up my point again. You're not doing the hiring. 
it eliminates that plausible de- deniability because if it's not in their face what their race is, they might not even get called in for an interview. <laughs> Most of the time, the name will tell you. Uh, like you said, okay. yeah. But I'm saying you're left to My your own devices. Diverse. What is that, Daniel? My name's diverse. No, li- listen. There- hold on, hold on. We're we're gonna talk basketball later, but. Dante DiVincenzo from the Bucks. His name's Dante. He's white. There's white Tyrones. There's white Jerome's. Like there's there's names that if you are left to your own imagination, you might think, well, oh, that sounds like a black guy. But yep. then it ends up being a white guy. And vice versa. Yeah. I mean, look at uh Mr. Uh what's his name? I forgot to it. Now I'm thinking of his real name instead of his Julio Jones. There you go. Last name is actually Lopez. With a name like yeah. yeah, is it is it Jones or Lopez? No, it's Jones, but Lopez is in the middle. Yeah, like there, oh, okay. there's a Julio Lopez in the middle of his name, but his first Jones. name is Quinteras or Quintaris. <laughs> right, like his, his someone... name is Quintaris Lopez Jones Jr. Quintaris. Okay. Yeah, okay, but, so but, so... but people call him Julio Jones. You get me? So it's one of those things that is like yeah. Left to interpretation based on. Let's see what he did there. He kind of Julio flipped, Jones you know. and Quintaris Lopez, Quintaris he, Jones. He, he, you he get me? Like the, he flipped the things. Like instead of having the the African American name and the Hispanic last name, now he has the Hispanic name. And well, imagine imagine if his name was name. imagine if his name was Julio Lopez. Would you put a picture of him? You know, I, ne- I, next I, to I, that name. Exactly. I, I picture well, George Lopez. Well, that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's the name I was just making up right now, Julio Lopez. Maybe that's where I got it from. But no, exactly. If it's not in a, in a job application, if it's not checked, you you're left to imagine now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're biased against a certain group, you're just gonna be like, oh, I'm I'm not comfortable with that type of person or whatever. And then that's the end of that. <laughs> One thing the playoffs always kind of provides, and there's no exception this year, is kind of the birth, for lack of a better term, of a superstar or two, right? And this year, I think it's pretty apparent the two superstars birthed by the playoffs are Devin Booker and Trey Young. I know D'Angelo's kind of been very early and bought all the Trey Young and Devin Booker stock that he could Early on, early on, I was a little more sold on Devin Booker uh, because, first of all, the size, the position, the style of play, I was like, okay, he can do that for a long time and he's consistent. Uh, but he's at again, it was like he's just a scorer, though. Like, I don't know how better he makes his teammates. Mm-hmm. And then with Trey Young, like, I've I knew he was good. So there was, I never thought he's, he's a bum. I never thought he's not going to be good or he was going to be a bust. Even in college, I'm like, no, that kid's good. But I wasn't sure if he played like a winning style of basketball. I was like, he gets his numbers, but like, he doesn't play defense. He takes a lot of shots. It's kind of inefficient. He turns it over. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm a little more impressed by Devin Booker, actually, just because I don't know. I kind of expected Trey Young to be nasty booker i knew was a scorer but i do think that bringing cp3 
to Phoenix helped him a lot development wise, just cause I feel like he took some notes from him. And like, if they do win it all and Booker stays in Phoenix, like for a long time, Phoenix might have to retire Chris Paul's jersey for making Booker <laughs> elevate his game. I do. I think he really elevated his game. I mean, freaking CP3 last year elevated like shy intruder. Like, I just think it's a lot of, I do think Booker has a lot of CP3 doing, but seeing CP3 go out and him still be able to do it was very impressive. Um, even, and I also, I think like, like two years ago, we talked about it. And I was like, yo, I think the Suns might be a playoff team. When I saw like they had eight in and Booker, I was like, you know, those guys are good. I thought they'd be able to sneak an eight seed, but they'd always <clears throat> end up short. So like now that they're finally blossoming, it's nice to see. <laughs> well, the Chris Paul, the Chris Paul, yeah. uh, Jay Crowder effect. Like they brought in vets. Yeah, that's what they did. I, I just, I don't know. I guess I expected the, like two years ago, I was like, all right, look out for like the Suns, the Timberwolves. I think I said the Hawks too, but I wasn't as sold on the Hawks because I didn't like their roster besides Trey Young. And the Timberwolves have been dog shit, but yeah, the Suns. Suns well, yeah. I think, I think the Wolves are, they're, they're the opposite ed- end of the spectrum when it comes to the Suns. Like, okay, you got, you got two or you got two talented young players. But then that was it. Like there was no direction, there was no leadership there. Yeah. And that look how it's turned out. The Suns brought in the leadership. And, and also I, go ahead. I think uh Monty should have won coach of the year. I would who, who they give it to Thibodeau. Yeah, they gave it yeah, to well, the Knicks, whatever that bias that they get. So then me for for in particular, like um uh I always felt that Trey Young was more of the of the selfish player when it comes to like you know taking shots or or whatnot. I did too. So, so I felt that the minute he had a little bit of success because he's selfish, he he will blow up because people like when well, one guy does everything. You know, it's 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 uh, eye candy for the media at least. And um, Booker, Booker has proven to be able to do it on his own and help the team at the same time. Now I think that. Uh, CP3 does deserve a lot of credit for that because I think uh, he kind of opened up his uh, Booker's game and Booker just well adapted to it and he showed that he, he is that kind of guy that can adapt to it. Not every not, not anybody can just go in there and change their style of play or, or adapt to to coaching the way he has because you, you can tell Booker has been coached up to where he's at and you can tell that that, he's uh, the son. He's the son of a professional, so he he had that yeah. look, those fundamentals always. He's, stu- he's definitely a student of the game. Now, what the only thing that I probably don't like right now is probably the fact that they're. I mean, they they compared. They say he's gonna be like the next Kobe Bryant. Like, yeah, they need to whatever. stop that. They need to stop all that crap. But whatever, Devin Booker's gonna be the next. He's gonna be Devin Booker, and exactly. I think I think Booker's doing a phenomenal job. I think a better job than Trey actually, because I think Booker has. Um, he looks more dominant, and I think that even on a bad day, Booker is still more efficient and more effective than a Trey on a bad day. He is he is a little more consistent than Trey. Like Trey's had more bad shooting nights, but that this is where this is where my mind has changed on Trey. I used to see him as a guy. If he had a bad shooting night, then he was like he checked out. Like all right, well I'm not scoring, so fuck it. Like that's how I saw him. That's how he take, took games. Yeah. But that game seven against Philly, 
he was five for 23 and he was still the best player on the court. He was controlling everything that was going on. That's why my mind has changed on him a bit, but I do see Devin Booker as a little more uh, consistent because in two games in this series last night, and I believe it was game two when they won, he did not have good shooting nights. So what did he do? He started driving in, getting to the line, playing better defense, going in harder for rebounds, passing the ball more. So that's where the turn has come in my mind for him as well, which is, okay, this guy's not just a scorer. He impacts the game multiple ways. Uh, so, Viti, how about you? How have you observed these two guys? Oh, I can tell you at the time of the, you know, everything. I do not like Trey. Uh, <laughs> he's very yeah. unlikable. He's, yeah. He, He's you annoying. Know, I, I see I see Devin Booker more as a, a future leader and a guy that can have impact on players around him than Trey Young can. I think Trey Young, like you said, he had a bad game and yet he was still the best player on the world. But if, if you're having a bad game as a leader of a team, lift up one of your other teammates that can do better than you can if you're not having a good game. At least that's what I did. You know, uh, I think Devin Booker has more of those qualities than 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 Trey Young. Yes. Uh, he does have, you know, like you said, CB3 there. That's, he's probably taking, you know, from his playbook and from his leadership skills. Um, and, of course, we all know, a little off topic here, but he's doing something that a lot of other players haven't done. And he's, he's about to make it to the finals with that Kardashian. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's, the, proven, I, he's proven to, to, to break the curse. Well, I, he, that, that's Jenner. So, but, but he's close enough. Close enough, yeah. I got a – so it's like an interesting stat, actually, just because – well, do you guys think Trey Young, like, did you still have that ball hog kind of perception of him, like, even during this regular season? Or yes. – He's a yes. ball hog. Yes. No, I, he is. He I, gets yes. – I, I know – I know. I, I don't know if you're going to read assist numbers to me, but that that's not indicative of not being a ball hog. Uh, it's I'm more gonna, like usage yeah, rate. Yeah, so I got an interesting one against one of, y'all, one of y'all boys who's – all right. The player that had – was the most ball dominant all season was Luka Doncic, and he averaged well, less yeah. They were showing like a crazy stat where like Luca essentially handles the ball like 15% more than Trey Young and has less assists. And his points are about the same. So they were like, if you're gonna flame Trey, you should flame Luca. Well, but 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 let me ask you something. Who does if you were if you were right now, let's say you you put yourself right now in, in your head, you are Trey Young. And you look around, you feel do you feel comfortable passing the ball? You talking about Luca or Trey? Trey, let right now pretend you are Trey Young. Oh, you're, you're taking yeah. the point. Yeah, he yeah, has, he has a good roster. Do you, has, okay, now pretend to be Luca. Luca's, I just I don't think they I were think that, no, and that's no. that's my answer to you. No, because during the playoffs, they were going crazy from three. Against the Clippers, they literally were knocking on everything. Listen, if you're going to rate a team, they were twenty. I mean, based off you know a few games, you know but whatever. How, but how they lose the series though? Mm. 
<laughs> they got cold. I think I just think it was interesting because I really didn't expect that from to see that because the Mavericks are 26th in assists, so they're not passing the ball enough. And if Luca's their most ball dominant, I mean, because he's else? the I only mean, one there passing it. Uh, well, now this brings me to the poll that I put on Instagram. Um, it was like, if you could start with one of these four players, a franchise, who would you pick? And it was Luca, Trey, Spida, and Booker. Luca led the votes with like 15, 18. Uh, Booker, I think, was like at 13, and Trey was like at 11. And Booker uh, and Spida had zero. I was a little hurt because I'm a Spider supporter, but that I think there's some recency bias there because Mitchell's <laughs> definitely a a franchise player, but that sounds about right to me. Luca first, Booker second. It was Booker by like one vote over Trey, but then Luca still had an edge over um, the other the rest of them. And I I take Luca. I'd still take Luca even though I'm talking shit, but. This, <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm look, looking, I'm, I'm looking at a, a one here online right now, and it does have Luca over every. It says he betters Trey Young in points per game, rebounds per game, field goal percentage, three point percentage. That assists. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, assists is well, not Not, not, not assists, but it, it, it speaks to my point. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was just a crazy stat because it showed like he led the whole league, though, like just ball in hand, like the most was Luca. Yeah. But that, that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, the Hawks have a better roster. But also, to be fair here, was anybody here flaming Trey? I thought we all just kind of agreed he's entered superstar status. Because there's no real, like we said, like he's a villain. I'm trying to think. I mean, there is I don't a, even know who the other villain is of the NBA, or if there was one. The, like the Nets, maybe? It was the Nets, and before that was like the Warriors as a whole. But, like... I guess one singular player, like with this much LeBron when he went to the Heat. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's People the, hated him for that. That was the closest thing to it. Yeah. But that's that's just how it that is. Was like, that was a little haterish. That was like hating on greatness was that one. Well, this one, he's not obviously that great yet, but he's good. No, it, it's not hating. It's not hating on greatness. He's just annoying. <laughs> He's like the guy like at a pickup game who just talks shit after beating you like just a pickup part, game. Part of the part of the problem is, and this is for me, but I again suspect this might be a lot of people's problems, is he's not like he's not genuine. Like he tries to act like he's ready to fight or that he likes to fight or whatever. He's not doing anything like that. Like he, he's not that guy. We saw when he got pushed, his teammate had to like step in. Not that guy, pal. Not that guy. guy. That's exactly what it is. Devin Booker seems to be more that guy if someone tries to mess with him. I think Devin Booker is a little more quiet. He is quiet. But that's why when the Clippers try messing with him, he's like, no. And he gets, he's like, no. And he gets into it with them also. But yeah, he doesn't do all the, it's not the shit talking because I don't, I don't really care about people talking shit it's because like, i know he's fake like it's not genuine like he's trying to it, it all right it's like the same thing with tyler tyler the creator this you want to know my problem with him i feel like he's trying too hard to be weird i'm like nah. if you're not if you're not that weird stop trying to act 
like you're that weird. So with Trey Young, if you're not going to actually fight, if you're not going to do any of that, then stop acting like you're going to. Do you think he donates to charity? <laughs> Trey Young? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe donates to bald hair research. Yeah, I'm, about to, I'm about to say that Bosley. <laughs> he needs to donate to Bosley. <laughs> I think that's also what it is. Trey's just like, I don't like how he looks. The troll. He looks like a troll. It's yeah. the hair. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Triple S Express show with the Guado Boys. Listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can follow on Spotify. You can follow, rate, and review on Apple. Uh, follow our Instagram. We'll keep you posted uh, with any and all updates. Thank you.